Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg at the Beacon Drive-In Studios. And uh, we got a jam-packed show today, so let's get right into it. Like uh, Gene said, we could do two hours this morning, but uh, we don't have two hours. We got our usual one. We're going to do two next week, though, with some um, some real special guests we'll talk about next week. Later on today in our second segment, we're going to have uh, Ernie Elliott one of the premier engine builders uh, in NASCAR from back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and um, see what he's been up to lately. I know what his, I know what his nephew was up to last week when he uh, won the race at Watkins Glen. Ronnie, good morning. Didn't have a mic, but he's waving. Gene, good morning to you. Uh, good morning. Gene uh, Murphy from uh, Murphy's Law and the Spartanburg Herald Journal, which you can read, I think, next week. That's right. Next yeah. week. Greg, good morning. Good morning. I'm glad to be here. Uh, we're glad More to have you. Greg's got a special guest we're going to have in a few minutes. Yeah, he's, uh, an Ernie, he's an Ernie, Ernie too. Yep, yeah, that's right. This is, this is the Ernie show. We got Ernie uh, um, Smith coming on this morning in just a few minutes. So uh, we're going to start out with some local stuff here and let Gene tell us about what's going on locally, some big stuff. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, be sure to mention that the 33rd running of the Stick Elliott Memorial tonight at Cherokee Speedway. Uh, that's, of course, the longest running event at Cherokee Speedway. And uh, it's Carolina Clash uh, Super Late Mile Series is heading up the series. I mean, heading up to tonight's uh, racing. They're going to have nine divisions of racing tonight. Uh, Ross Bales is the defending champion. Uh, it's uh, $20 in the stands, $30 in the pits. And uh, we've also got Harris Speedway racing tonight, headlined by the Noble Sprint Cars. Uh, Lawrence County Speedway is also racing tonight, and uh, the big, the big thing locally from last week, uh, uh, Dennis Rambo Franklin of Gaffney, a uh, real popular Super Late Mile racer, he got his first win in over two years at uh, Lancaster Motor Speedway last week, and uh, it's hard to believe Rambo hadn't won a race in in over two years. Uh, he's one of the most popular drivers in the area. Uh, go ahead, Ron. Well, now, has in the last two years has he been running regularly? He has. He just and just uh, for one reason or another, uh, like this year, he went to a different chassis. This season, he's been a, in a Swartz chassis, and uh, I think a lot of his problems this year has just been where he hadn't had um, anybody to fall back on. Far as you know, he's like been the lone wolf in the area with a with a Swartz chassis, and that's a big deal to be able to have uh, somebody to get some feedback from in the area. And he's kind of been just hanging on, doing making his own notebook, uh, so to speak. So. It was good to see Rambo get back in victory lane. Uh, real emotional win. You could uh, at the interview afterwards. You know, uh, me and him talking. You could tell he's just really super happy because uh, I imagine it's been a real long two years for him. And uh, he used to win all the time, Gene. That's right. And as like I say, it's, it just don't seem right to seem like that uh, to say that Rambo hadn't won a race in two years, but it been it been July twenty second of twenty sixteen since he uh, since he won. That's hard to believe it, but he, he's gonna get back on track. Sounds like to me. Yeah, and I, I t- tonight I tell you I, I hate to make predictions and stuff, but 
you know, sometimes when you see a streak like that going in at end, it's like it starts a winning streak. So I think Rambo will be tough tonight at Cherokee. He's he's tied for most wins in the Stick Elliott Memorial with the with Casey Roberts and the like and the late Mike Duval with three wins apiece. Uh they've each got three wins into Stick Elliott, so maybe Rambo can get that fourth career win in the Stick Elliott tonight and I know there'll be a lot of fans there supporting him and supporting everybody tonight. Well, thank you for that. We, uh, you know, what, what it's got me thinking is um, with Chase Elliott winning, I guess he's been trying for about two years. And uh, Ronnie, do um, you know who picked Chase last week in our, in our little pick him? I don't think anybody picked him, did they? Uh, no, I think I did. Oh, come on now. No, yeah, so I, I scratched. Uh, you're the only one now, Greg, that hadn't picked a winner yet. So you, you got, got a, a winner. I picked Chase That's Elliott. That's right, you did pick him. You well, did pick him. <laughs> So, uh, but Greg's got a special guest in here this morning, and uh, we're always glad to talk to him because he's got painted on the back of his car, Fox Sports Spartanburg, and uh, and our logo and everything, Mr. Ernie Smith. How morning. you doing? How good? are y'all this morning? Doing good. Well, I tell you what, he 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 was about to really do his proud, but I'm gonna let him tell the story. Uh, last week, he was fast. Go ahead. Yeah, we, we went in a number seven qualifier last week, had to run number six guy, Steve Davis, from up there. Went all the way to Indiana to run a guy for third row, and third racing row, real good friend of mine. And I left on him, and right there about the third gear change, things come unglued, clutch blew apart. But, you know, we had a fast race car. And we are, you know, we've struggled a little this year uh, with series, you know, moving from B gas up to A gas. But we're getting there we've got a fast race car and we're we're competitive i mean we're you know i think sitting about number nine in points right now and uh going into the home stretch of the year here getting ready to go to baileytown alabama uh this coming weekend and two weeks two weeks we'll be writing ernie elliott's back door up there in calhoun georgia so you know looking forward to the end stretch of the season there yeah that's gonna be a neat 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 deal and uh what i like about y'all series is the fact that it's not just stuck here totally locally. I mean, y'all go all over the place with it. And uh, well, if you went to Indiana, that's, that's a pretty good haul. That's pretty, pretty good haul. Pretty good haul. And uh, you get a lot of exposure. And like I say, that that gets, gets old drop uh, 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 old starch engines. It's a, it's a good exposure, and uh, and we just tickled to be part of it on a fast car. Tell us again what it is you drive. That I, blows my mind. I drive a 1952 Henry J. <laughs> Don't see many of those on the street anymore. Don't see many of them on the street, but surprisingly, in the Southeast Gasters Association we run, we have about four of them. Those old Henry J's made good race cars. And like I say, we're, the Southeast Gasters are growing big. Uh, we go everywhere from Alabama to Indiana now. We run an 11 race series. Uh, we'll end the, we've still got races in Mooresville, North Carolina, up here Shady Side, right up the road where we're seasonally in this year. Uh, Aiken, South Carolina, but like I say, we just came from Indiana, and the series is growing. We're attracting some big sponsors. Holly's came on board with us. Hoosier Tires just came on board as the series sponsor, and you know, if anybody wants to go out there, check my Facebook page, uh, you know, Ernie Smith Racing Fan page on Facebook. We're hoping to make some really big announcements as a group here in the next couple of weeks. We've got some big things in the works, some, you know, really game-changing things for us and you know for myself you know i'm thankful to sponsors i got now you guys helped me out fox sports spartanburg uh, my buddy kendall tracy smith of priority heat and air here in spartanburg you know first sponsor i had can't thank them enough aces high tattoo down in myrtle beach south carolina 
but you know we're we're still looking for that one big one we're hoping to find a, a local spartanburg company here that wants the kind of exposure we're getting you know we just had a feature in nostalgia drag world magazine i think it was seen by about a million and a half people and you know we're we're out there fighting with them we're one of the low budget teams but you know we're in the hunt every week who'd you bring along with you this morning who's this guy standing out here in, in the dark that is the youngest crew chief in our series i got a 16 year old son named elijah smith he uh he does a lot of the work on not only on my race car but uh he does a lot of work for the series themselves he'll anytime i have a problem anything like that and i end up going out of the race he'll go up and help the starters run the starting line he's you know if you don't keep young people involved in sport pretty soon you don't have sport yeah so how'd you get involved in this how long you been doing this what's your name son uh my name is elijah smith okay elijah how, how long you been doing this i've been doing this for about three years with my dad okay get up closer to the mic there so we can hear you and uh um you um what's your specialty i mean you got anything are you an engine man or a chassis man or, or what do you what do you like the best well i mostly back him up at the starting line and i help him do whatever he needs to do around the back of car wheels anything like that i can do it carry the trophy home yeah <laughs> that sounds good well look you just stick with it where are you going to school i assume yeah i'm going to school where do you go me well, I'm trying to stay local. I'm going to go to AB Tech for their engine management and oh, cool. their diesel. You know, this is a question I always ask when we have young people on the show involved in racing. Uh, if it's a guy, does it help you get girls? <laughs> You'd like to hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if I'd do it if I, if I couldn't get a girl out of it or something. But, uh, well, it's good having you on the show, and you just hang in there, and I'm sure you're going to uh, be – a name to be heard from um for a long time to come what you go, you're in high school now yeah i'm a junior in high school which one i go to inca up in Asheville, north carolina okay all right well that's good well it's good to have you on the show elijah and we appreciate you stopping by and um uh, ernie you uh you got look like you got a pretty good uh is he a helper or a gopher or uh, a crew he, chief I, he's a he's a crew chief he is you know like i say he's learning but He's getting to where he can go out there and read a racetrack, and you know he knows where the car needs to sit to get it down the racetrack. He sees where the grooves are, and you know he's learning more and more on the engine standpoint, uh, chassis standpoint, tire pressure stuff. We need to get that thing down the racetrack. He, over the last three years, he's become really, really good at. You know, I'm fortunate. I've got a 24 year old son that every now and then, when he's not working, can help me. I have a 22 year old son, uh, John Austin, who's autistic, but probably one of my biggest supporters and you know my wife paula smith we we wouldn't get to these things without paula she's our right. team manager coordinator she do I, not leave her out no because without her this wouldn't be possible i mean she not just the support but she coordinates everything we do yeah. what time we got to be where where we got to be if it wasn't for her managing this whole operation, we, we'd probably never, me and him probably wouldn't make it on our own. <laughs> and that's what she does anyway. Even if he weren't racing, she'd be telling you what to, where to be when. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she does. <laughs> we got a quick phone call here for you, Ernie. Let's see what, uh, let's see what this caller's got to say. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Make it quick. Hey, I'm calling here from Birmingham, Alabama. This is Todd Oden, driver of the Double X 58 Chevrolet. The not 2016 Seagas World Champion, Mr. Todd Oden. 2017, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I just want to call in there and give a big shout out to Ernie Smith and uh, all the good drivers from Southeast Gasser Association. And uh, just want to let you guys know, y'all got to make that trip down here to Alabama. Bring all them Carolina boys, North Carolina, South Carolina, all them drivers up there. Get y'all's tail down here. We're going to have a blast at Bayless in Alabama. Todd, we're looking forward to getting down there Friday night. Uh, you going to have your new A-Gas car there? I am going to have it there. We got a little run-in on it last night and had a few little issues we got to take care of. But other than that, we, we're going to have it there and ready. I'm I'm hoping maybe maybe I can get in there and, and me and you can get down in them final rounds and get us a good run side by side. I'm looking forward to it, and I know those C-Gas boys will be looking for you. <laughs> did you we're going to have a blast. Did you say you got a 58 Chevrolet? A 58 Chevrolet. Good grief. We had a a 58 Chevrolet in my family, and that was, uh, we went from a 57 to a 58, and it uh, (laughs) added an extra headlight to it. I know that much. Well, you know, I wasn't going to say that, but that was the ugliest car we ever owned. That big Dale Ray is a bad hot rod, dude. (laughs) They they got rid of the fins and sort of bent them in, and it will sort of look like a bobtail with four headlights. And uh, that was a wild-looking car. Bud Moore even raced one. Yeah, we raced one. And and, uh, one of the biggest things, uh, uh, Daddy was always cussing the motor that they had to work with back then. Yeah. Uh, Now, Rex White was able to make it work pretty good, him and Crawford and, and some of those guys, but uh as far as the ugliness goes i believe that the 58 ford and 58 Edsel had chevrolet beat on the ugliness but it, yeah it's kind of my understanding from what i was told at one time that uh right shortly after 58 that henry ford uh kind of cleared, cleared out the design studio <laughs> thoroughly after that year well we appreciate you calling in from alabama that's quite a quite a ways away and uh and thank you very much we uh appreciate you calling in thank you guys thank you ernie thank you todd we'll see you friday okay bye-bye and thank you ernie for coming on that was uh that was a surprise getting a phone call from that far away and from a guy that drives a 58 chevrolet so that was like a good phone that was like a double dipper well ernie we're gonna wish you all the luck in the world and hope you uh um can come back and see us some, uh, hey, sometime I, soon. I enjoy any time I'm here with you. Like I say, I thank you guys for all your sponsorship help. Enjoy being it. And for anybody down in Alabama way, this Saturday, Baileytown, Alabama, Good Times Dragway, you need to be there. Okay, you heard it from Ernie Smith, and we appreciate you coming on the show. We'll be right back with another Ernie named Elliot after this. This is Fox Sports Spartanburg. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864 468 1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 983 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, plant Seventy years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, plant Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than a hey, plant Call it! 
join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC-certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. If you'd like to learn what life was like in South Carolina's backcountry during the Revolutionary War or the Antebellum Era, the Spartanburg Historical Society can help. Tours are available daily from 11 to 4 for living history events at both Walnut Grove and the Sea House all summer long. Join historians as they share more about life in the backcountry at Walnut Grove and the Sea House. For more information, visit SpartanburgHistory.org. That's SpartanburgHistory.org. High school football season is right around the corner, and that means our Friday football frenzy will be here before you know it. This fall, the Friday football frenzy is presented by Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, here on Spartanburg County's home for high school sports. Fox Sports 1498 3FM. Let's be honest for a minute about the new way. Honestly, the Redneck Cheeseburger is amazing. The Redneck Nachos are also made with the new way's famous pimento cheese, and they're delicious too. And now you can get in and out of the new way for lunch in just 30 minutes. The new way, which has stood in the same location since 1938, proves you can teach an old place new tricks as our lunch service is now just plain fast. The new way, still going strong after nearly 80 years, 373 East Kennedy Street. Look for the PBR sign and the big red door. Come in for a delicious and quick lunch today. It's the call nobody wants to make. Your home or business has water or fire damage or mold. Let Service Master of the Upstate make that call a little easier. Service Master of the Upstate restores homes and businesses alike. If you've been hit with mold or fire or water damage, call today at 582-3451. Service Master of the Upstate also cleans carpets, rugs, and hard surface flooring. Make that call a little easier. Call Dyer and Amanda Jennings at Service Master of the Upstate, 582-3451. 582-3451. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. For scores, high school football schedules, articles, and everything going on here at the station, download our app today. Just search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg on a cloudy Saturday morning. And um, our special guest this morning, I don't know what the weather is down in Georgia, is Ernie Elliott. Good morning, Ernie. Yeah, good morning. How are y'all doing? We're doing great. Good to have you on the show again. Thank you for coming. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Ernie, it, it was nice to see that the, it, 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 I think it's safe to say that the Elliots are definitely back uh, with the second generation, and uh, uh, everybody was just tickled to death to see, you know, see Chase win. Uh, I was looking back trying to think uh, – well, he got so close so many races. I mean, he's just run up front all year long. And uh, 
like I say, had that nine, had that nine up front, just just like Bill. But uh, Ernie, y'all had a lot of success at Michigan, and it was one of the things I wanted to. I was trying to recollect my mind. You know, Michigan now's the period like the fastest. Track I think it's run. the fastest one. And and wherever Ernie Elliott went, his went faster. So I was just trying to think. Uh, that had that had to be one of y'all's better tracks. I mean, uh, I don't remember how many races you won there. Or, or whatever, but tell us a little bit about Michigan. Well, it's, you know, for us, it was, you know, Atlanta was our home track, but Michigan was also our home track because of the fact that Harry Melling owned the car, and Harry was from Jackson. So, uh, and that's just, you know, 10, 12 miles away from Brooklyn. And, you know, not only that, but it's, backyard to the motor companies and you know you always want to be as good as you can there but certainly you want to be good because of the fact that you're you know the car owner was you know just a few miles down the road i wonder did it have anything to do with the close proximity to detroit where, where ford uh you know where ford's headquarters is to dearborn yeah well that's what i was saying it was you know it, it was the motor company's backyard yeah. When you're at Michigan and you want to be, you know, you want to, you know, put your best foot forward. And, um, you know, but we always, you know, we always ran good there for whatever reason. And, uh, uh, but certainly we put, you know, because of Harry's, you know, involvement owning the car, you know, we always went there with, uh, you know, uh, with an extra effort. Yeah, I remember even with us, Ernie, you know, we, uh, of course, y'all had uh, y'all a lot of backing from forward just like we did. Uh, but, yeah, we had to put on our best face when we went up there to Detroit because we had all the people that were, uh, well, like, like I, I, I forgot, you know, Harry had that big company, uh, Mellon Industries, up there. So uh, when y'all went up there, you had Ford, Ford and them breathing down your neck. So, uh, I, right. I know we caught we caught a lot of that, and we always made sure the car had as good a motor as we could put in it, and and, and it was nice of a paint job. And uh, it, it seemed like our car run there run pretty good up there too. I guess the pressure of it on and everything. But uh, uh, I don't buy. Well, I don't that, think. That nine was no, I don't front. think it was. A, I don't think it was extra pressure from. You know, I think it's just the fact that you wanted to run good. You know, because that was. You know that was his home track, and you wanted, to, you know, you just wanted to put extra effort into it. Uh, Ernie, uh, I've seen the Darlington throwback scheme this time that Chase is going to run is going to be honoring uh, your son Casey. I, I was just thinking it'd be it'd be pretty neat if Casey could pick up the win there at Darlington in the Southern Five Hundred running that scheme. I was just wondering if you are you going to get to make it down for that? Uh, no, no. Um, Went to the unveiling deal, but not to the race. Um, won't, won't be a won't be there for that. I got you. Well, Ernie, we uh, we all remember the uh, the the year that that Bill won the million dollars when he when he had to win the Daytona five hundred and the World six hundred and the Southern five hundred. Um, and I know that was that any additional pressure because the way he won that Southern 500 with uh, uh, battling it out with Kale Yarborough, you talk about being in somebody's backyard, and 
and um, that was quite a duel. Was there? What, did you feel any additional pressure? I, I know there's been a lot written about Bill as the driver dealing with it, but what about you as the engine builder? Well, there's always, you know, there's always when you're in that situation, there's extra pressure, and the pressure doesn't necessarily come from what you do. The pressure comes from the fact that, you know, there's so much, you know, media hype about it, and, you know, that puts more scrutiny on everything you do. So, you know, certainly there was more pressure, and... uh, Yeah, at that point in time, Ernie, I think that uh, you couldn't have really been under the gun anymore. The first year they done it, and uh, nobody was supposed to win it. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, you know, they had it insured. Uh, you know, T. Wayne had some kind of insurance policy on it, but they actually def- wanted somebody to win it. But for Bill to win it the first time out, uh, the, if 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 the press could ever put you under pressure, if 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 Ernie and Bill Nim could stand that. Uh, I, I, then everything else is my new school as far as the pressure goes. Because they were certainly, uh, I don't even know how Ernie had time to even change set of spark plugs or tune on the engine. I mean, there were so many people around him. But uh, that was a great shot in the arm for Winston and NASCAR in the sport at that time. I mean, it, that was another one of those moments that put NASCAR, you know, on track, just like, you know, in 79 when they had the snow in deal and then Bill went into Winston me and then, this this one of those things that's helped NASCAR a ton. Yeah, it put extra. You no, know, that did put a. I think it brought a lot of media attention, you know, to NASCAR, and it did. You know, I think it did help the fan base uh, dramatically uh, by you know by virtue of the fact that that happened and. Uh, Hadn't happened many times before, and I think only maybe a couple of times after. So. Yeah, and um, well, I think that was the first time, so it hadn't happened before. I think maybe um, Jeff Gordon might have done it after that, but uh, yeah. That, that and an, another thing I wanted to bring up was uh, is I can't put my finger on the year. I guess I should have been a little better prepared, but you've. Um, I guess your engine still holds the track record for the fastest qualifying time in uh, for a NASCAR race of like 212 miles an hour. Is that still correct? Uh, yeah, but that's kind of, <laughs> you know, that's uh, if the restrict. That's only due to the fact that the cars got restrictor plates on them now. If they didn't have restrictor plates, you know, that certainly uh, that record would not stand any time at all that's true i mean you would be up in the you know i feel like now the way these cars are you'd be up in the 230s 230 miles an hour huh yeah i mean i i that's where i think the stuff would be at i may be wrong but no i, I think, think you're right because be. uh, we ran uh i know in 89 there on a on a deal we were doing we ran uh, we ran 221 or 222, and uh, somewhere in that range. may have been 224. But anyway, we were right in that range, and, and now the technology has just gone so much farther that, uh, you know, 230, 230, in my opinion, certainly wouldn't be out of reason. 
Well, it certainly wouldn't be I'd reach uh, Bernie Elliott because I'm going to tell you something. Uh, we, we didn't have on-over-restricted plates, and we were doing all we could. And he had about 35 car owners out there and engine builders about pulled their hair out. Because, you know, we were trying, doing everything. It's just like, I remember went down there, we got to like 208, 209 at Talladega, and that was it. You know, this seems like the double gets rent wall didn't make no difference. And uh, then I started throwing some mining tricks in on it. And we'd won Atlanta the week before using some realistic stuff. And we detonated and blowed up three motors, but was real happy with that. But, uh, but yeah, all the water at Wilson's, they were, we were all in the same boat in that nine. Just, uh, he just, he just left here. I know during that race, Bobby Allison, uh, Bill was coming up to lap him. And, you know, Bill made up like two laps on his own under the green. I mean, he's like he's running his own race. And uh, Bobby said, I'm, I'm going to make sure he has to at least lift before he comes by me. So Bobby kind of crowded him a little bit, and he heard Bill's barely squeezed out of him and fell right in behind him. Bobby said he never even picked up a draft. He just, 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 just like slowly just went on away from him. So anyway, that that, that that's still a record that the yeah, that's what around. I was. It, it, it ain't gonna ever leave my mind. Well, I that's, know that. that's what I was gonna say. No <laughs> restrictor plates or no restrictor plates. You got the record, and it's two twelve. And I, you know, that's uh, they're never gonna. I don't well, think run right, them unrestricted well, you, again. So you'll have right, that one well, for a while. Right. You, you just have to look at it in the fact that at that point in time, you know, you were good. You know, every, every day changes and every year changes, and as the cars get, you know, better. I mean, they're better now aerodynamically. Uh, the way the cars are run, uh, you know, makes them better aerodynamically. You know, and power level-wise, uh, you know, even restricted, they are better than what we were then. So, not a lot, but but some better. But if they were unrestricted, you know, they would, you know, it would be, you know, at least another 100 horsepower over where they're at right now. No doubt about it, but Ernie, I have asked you this once, and I know you've had other people ask you, and I think we passed the statutes of limitations uh, on dyno numbers or whatever. I know what our car pulled when we run our whopping 208, I think, down there with Ricky Rudd, but just how much horsepower did it show on your dyno? Uh, we were in about the 750 right? It run that way. That's what <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah. yeah we, we, we we were real proud. I think we had about, about 640, and that was all we could do. But we, right. we, we know we know what, what got me about that day, and, uh, you know, normally they took two laps. Bill didn't start standing on the gas the halfway down the backstretch so he could keep his tires, you know, cool because he's going to be running fast through the corners. You know, he needed all the adhesion he could get because that was going to be an Atlanta-type run for him as fast as he was going. And he come by and made one lap. And when it come by, you could tell it was getting it done. But I, I'll never forget that. And that was just, that was a wonderful accomplishment. And, uh, Ernie, what, what are you doing these days? Uh, relatively nothing. No, that's, that's what I wish I was doing. <laughs> Well, look, we really appreciate you coming on the show this morning. It's great having you on, and uh, uh, good to have the Elliott name back in the news, and um, always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you. Okay, thanks for having me.
All right. That was Ernie Elliott calling, uh, well, we called him, but down in Georgia. And uh, he's um, he's a soft-spoken person. It's kind of hard to get stuff out of him there, but uh, he's, uh, he's a good friend of the show, and we appreciate him coming on. Thanks yeah. for getting him, Greg. Yeah, he, he's a great guy. and he's, uh, Can we pop the question on what we got next week? Might as well. Well, he, you're the host. Well, you get, you're the hostess with the mostess. He's got. Well, I'm a host, not a hostess. But uh, I mean, the host. Well, excuse me. <laughs> the, the host with the most. Well, the host is going to tell you that we got Bill Elliott on the show next week. We've never had Bill before, and he's coming out of retirement, or or, or maybe this will be his retirement race coming up uh, a couple of weeks at Mid at Road America. So uh, stay tuned next week when we have our special two hour show with Bill Elliott as our special guest, and uh, Gene's coming up with a special feature on a. Uh, murphy's law so uh it's gonna be a great show but we got a, another segment of this one to do and we'll come back to it right after this on fox sports spartanburg hey man you're looking for good clean late night fun boy do we have a show for you i'm kb and i host up late planet earth's only late night locally produced mid-market sports talk show so habit forming you can't fall asleep without it up late with kb weeknights at 11 only on fox sports 1400 and 98.3 fm i want to spread the news we spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize your interior, and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days, same as cash, with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. Speedy Lube Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. It's pretty obvious that the Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards has billiards, right? It's in their name. But now, they are expanding their games to include dart leagues, cornhole, and classic arcade games. Now at Steak Horse, you can shoot unlimited games of pool from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. for only $10. Steak Horse also has some of the best food around, from their famous ribeye steak with steamed veggies and twice-baked potato, to my favorite, the St. Louis-style ribs with baked beans and slaw. Visit our friends at Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street, Spartanburg, open daily at 11 a.m. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Selecting a financial advisor to entrust your hard-earned assets is one of the most important decisions you will ever make. Jenny Montgomery Scott has more than 185 years of experience, tracing its roots to 1832. Jenny's boutique size allows it to remain agile, meeting the demands of turbulent market cycles while addressing the needs of its clients. Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Jenny Montgomery Scott sets the bar high, providing 
getting superior advice, expertise, and support through every stage of your life and finances. As a firm, Janney's regional size offers the advantages of scale, allowing for close client relationships with personalized advice and planning. Call Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janney Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. If you're in the market for a job in manufacturing or distribution, or you run a business and are in need of employees in fields ranging from small-scale construction to large mechanical contracting to manufacturing, packaging, and warehousing, then let CRS help. CRS has been a reliable bridge that runs in both directions for employers and job seekers. Get your next great search started today. Call CRS at 336-2405, stop by 337 Spartan Green Boulevard in Duncan, or online at crshighright.com. It's football season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your tailgate favorites, including pulled pork, smoked chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides like mac and cheese or potato salad, and you have a winning team. Game Day Barbecue 165 West Main Street in Duncan opens 10.30 a.m. till 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. So stop in for lunch or dinner or call them at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate. Game Day Barbecue, we do things the old-fashioned way. Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning, Nelson. How you doing today? I was doing pretty good today. Are you at the track? No, I was at the track, but uh, Tom Higgins' uh, memorial was this afternoon, so a bunch of us uh, you know, flew back this morning. And unfortunately, a lot of people's luggage did not make it back. Yeah, I'd love to be up there myself, but I've got some stuff going on here in Spartanburg. But uh, yeah, Tom was a, a good friend of the show, and um, especially... I was honored that he even knew who I was, so uh, um, I'm sorry I'm going to miss that. Tom's going to be missed a lot. But, Nelson, not much happened in racing this week except for the 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 head guy getting drunk and thrown in jail and uh, Chase Elliott finally getting a win. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, you know, that was the start of the week. Uh, you know, so far as racing news, quite a bit of uh, you know, gossip going on, uh, you know, uh, one rumor is that uh, Kurt Busch is leaving Haas and going to uh, Ganassi uh, in the one car. Uh, he denied it, uh, but, you know, you know how the gossip goes. Uh, so if that happens, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, uh, if he does leave 41, Cole Custer would a uh, good chance he'd go into it. Uh, you know, uh, other question is, uh, on the Toyota side, what's going to happen with Christopher Bell? They don't want to lose him to another uh, manufacturer. So uh, with the 95 car go to Toyota and boot Casey Kane out, you know, it's just hard to say. So, you know, a lot of uh, things are beginning to happen. You know, uh, also with John Hunter Nemechek, uh, you know, move uh, over to uh, Ganassi as well. Hard to say. 
And uh, then probably the biggest news was that Ford debuted the new uh, uh, Mustang Cup car for next year, as well as debuting the 10 million Mustang. Yeah, and me. 10 million Mustangs. Uh, in fact, um, that was even on the I saw that on the CBS Evening News. But as far as uh, as far as silly season, I'd say it's in full swing right now. I, I hadn't uh, heard uh, a lot of the things you just said, so I guess that would leave uh, some pretty old time names um, out, like uh, Casey Kane in the '95, and especially in the one Jamie McMurray, who had that one super year when he won uh, Daytona and Indianapolis, I think, in the same year. Uh, you know, I remember when Jamie, I think he won the rate the autumn race at Charlotte in just his second start back when uh i believe that was when sterling marlin got hurt that time and um and and so uh you know jamie's been a, a fixture for quite a while right and speaking of sterling marlin uh he won last saturday night uh in nashville and uh you know uh, he's in a race car holding on the steering wheel he's got his parkinson's under control but other than that you know uh you know parkinson's is really taking a toll on uh strong yeah i that's amazing that he's racing so uh um well that's good to hear sterling's on twitter now too is that right yeah i'm i've started following him on twitter this week well nelson another big thing that happened last week was i finally won a race in our little pool and uh you you forced me out of the two car so i picked nine and uh and came up a winner so uh let's do it again this week and i'll start it off and pick chase elliott again who who do you like uh I think I'm going to go to the 22 car. He went from uh, hero on Saturday last week to dead last. What did you think about that pit stop, uh, the the deal where they wouldn't let him work on the car? I mean, I, the rule's the rule, but uh, that was, was that a blunder on the crew chief's part, or what happened there? No. Uh, so far as the crew chief, uh, you know, they, ha- they couldn't go back on the racetrack with the oil cooler uh, spewing oil. They're, we're not allowed to change the oil cooler on pit road, so the catch twenty two deal. Uh, one way or the other, uh, you know, Chris kind of thought or kind of hoped that uh, you know they could go back. It was a mechanical problem, and they replaced it and go back on the racetrack. But unfortunately, NASCAR's interpretation was that uh, it was because uh, you know damage in the crash. Uh, so you know that, that was kind of. Uh, you're a rough swallow. So you can't change the oil cooler on pit road, but if you go behind the wall, you can't come back out. So that that, well, that is a catch twenty two. Well, no, they, uh, you know, if the oil cooler had broke a fitting without any contact, then they could have gone to the garage. Uh, and did the uh, the contact actually break the oil cooler fitting, or did it vibrate loose? Hard to say, but NASCAR's interpretation was it was, uh, you know, an effect of, uh, you know, the contact with the car in front. Therefore, uh, you know, they went to the garage. That they, they were done for the day. Yeah, I don't think there's any qu- – there's no question in my mind that it was due to the contact. Greg, who are you picking this week? Uh, I think I'll take Harvey for a change. That's number four. Gene, what do you think? I don't know why. I just got a feeling I uh, may see somebody different this week. Uh I'm gonna go with Eric Amarola. Eric Amarola. Well, that's that's uh, that's out on a limb, Ronnie. He's holding up a peace sign, or is that a two? 
That's a that's a peace sign. Okay. Well, I, didn't, I didn't mean to steal Harvick from you. That's okay. But I... So uh, Nelson, we um, that was a stirring finish. I thought last week with uh, if if Chase Elliott had to beat somebody, and it was the guy Martin Truex, who's one of the big three this year and had won the last two road road races. Uh, I think it's uh, I think it's fitting that Chase Elliott to really prove himself and get that first win, I'd, I'd say he beat the best. That was a great last lap. Oh, uh, no question about it. And it was unfortunate that, uh, you know, uh, Brian France, uh, you know, uh, incident uh, took all the thunder, uh, you know, out of Chase's sales. Yeah, that was, uh, I mean, what, what's your impression of that? Uh, you know, I, I thought he, uh, he, they asked him about, you know, selling NASCAR, I think, on Sears Radio earlier in the week. And he said, uh, I think his exact quote was, um, the France family is locked and loaded in its dedication to NASCAR. Well, I think locked and loaded was pretty prophetic since he got loaded and they locked him up. Well, you know, when you have that much money and you don't have sense enough to have a driver uh, after you've been out partying you know, that's just a sad state of affairs. Hopefully, he'll get his life together and uh, in the interim or in the long run, uh, you know, hopefully uh, Jim France, who is certainly very capable, uh, will take uh, take the reins and move everything in a positive direction. Well, uh, is this something that Jim France would want to do on, an, on a permanent basis or is this definitely just uh, an interim thing? Jim France... Is a whole lot like his brother Bill, but the sports cars were Jim Francis' baby. You know, he consolidated uh, IMSA and everything into the, uh, you know, the sports car series that, you know, NASCAR uh, basically owns and runs. And he's enjoy he enjoys doing that, but, uh, you know, when uh, Bill France got sick, uh, you know, with the cancer uh, a number of years ago, Jim took in, uh, took over, came to the track, uh, you know, and really had things under control. So he's capable of doing it. Uh, but as he told me one time, he said, they pay me $8 million a year to stay away, and I'm glad to do it. Yeah. But, you know, when uh, the pressure's up, uh, you know, he'll do whatever's necessary uh, to get the job done. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, Jim's has said that exact thing uh, time and time again, that, you know, he'd let Bill Jr. do his at the end of the deal, which he can do it just as good but he'd just assume ride on his boat and uh give input and when he does give input it is good input and you know he's bought a couple of race series i think uh banking on uh some possible hard times well, uh, upon nascar but uh i think know, as far uh, as i think as far as the uh the deal with brian i don't i think it was kind of a matter of not not if it's gonna happen but when it was gonna happen i mean it just uh I think it was something I never would have dreamed it had been this big of a deal uh, as far as maybe in stupidity or whatever, however you want to put it. But uh, I, I'm nobody surprised, really, I don't think. No, uh, in uh, the long-term uh, scope of things, uh, you look at all the uh, silly season, you know, Xfinity drivers moving up to pop, are they ready for it or another year? I think that's the same thing here we have with NASCAR. Uh, 
is it time for Ben Kennedy to step in, or uh, you know, uh, is Jim going to handle it for a year and then uh, he'll face uh, Ben Kennedy uh, in as the CEO? Now, who is Ben Kennedy? That is not a name I'm familiar with. I know Lisa, Lisa. France Kennedy is a name I am familiar with, so I'm so that this I'm sure is, that's the connection. This is, yeah, this is Lisa's son Ben. Okay, and what does he uh, do he, now? Uh, he was uh, a truck racer for uh, a couple of years, and now basically he is a liaison uh, in the truck series. Uh, you know, and I think they were going to put him uh, in charge of uh, the cup ser- uh, in charge of the truck series next year. But uh, now the question is: Do they fast track him into the CEO, or do they, uh, you know, uh, keep him, uh, you know, in the truck series for uh, management for another year? That, that that just seems like a huge step to me. I mean, you've you've got to have some uh, you got to have some experience. Uh, how old is he? Uh, mid twenties, uh, low to mid twenties. Wow. Uh, but uh, the thing is, NASCAR has a lot of competent people in a lot of uh, different positions. So uh, you know, you just need somebody to uh, you know, guide the ship whether that's going to be Lisa and Jim or whether they're going to, you know, quickly face men into it, uh, you know, that's the big question. But uh, there's plenty of depth uh, in NASCAR leadership right now. So uh, the fact that Brian's not at the helm, I don't think uh, is negative in any way. All right, two questions. Number one, do you think Brian France will come back? Kind of doubt it. Okay. And I do too. And number two, do you think it will be somebody from the France family tree, which, you know, Ben Kennedy definitely fits that category or would they, because I I heard some other names thrown out there, like uh, uh, obviously the first one that popped in my mind was Mike Helton and and, uh, another one I heard was Chitwood. So, um, I mean, what do you you think of that? Well, you got to remember, Mike Helton's still there. he didn't step down. Uh, you know, they kind of uh, moved him in a parallel position, but he's still there. He, you know, he can still make a lot of decisions, uh, and this will probably mean that he's going to have to take a more active role, you know, uh, in the interim uh, with Jim. Uh, but, you know, NASCAR's got plenty of people, uh, you know, who are very competent and, you know, uh, only thing I question about NASCAR sometimes is the marketing people. Yeah, yeah, they they got a lot of it. They got plenty of depth. I mean, it's kind of like a football team with five strings, you know. So they got they got they got plenty of depth to pull from. Uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, marketing people. You know, they said, "Oh, we need to get these eighteen to thirty-four year olds in here." How many eighteen to thirty-four year olds do you know that have their own money? Really? You know, uh, and that are interested in cars. Most of them are video games, or they want to go to rock concerts, and that's one reason you see a lot of the tracks, you know, having the rock concerts as well. But, uh, you know, the, the older generation, they're the ones with the motorhomes, a lot of disposable income. And, uh, you know, uh, I told Mark Shelton back, you know, uh, in the late 90s, I said, you're losing uh, your fans right and left. He said, for every fan that we lose, we got three more in line. And I said, Mike, that's probably true, but you got, uh, 
you know, the ones that are leaving are coming to, uh, you know, 20 to 30 races a year and spending a lot of money. Uh, the new fans you have in line are fair weather fans. If the weather's nice, they might come, but they're buying a grandstand ticket. They're not buying a parking spot for the motorhome. They're not spending a lot of money. Uh, and, you know, uh, that's pretty much, uh, you know, what's come to happen. Well, so, you know, uh, we need to get loyal fans and avid fans who have disposable income. And now with the economy better, I think that's going to help, uh, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. Okay. Well, Nelson, that's, uh, God, we always love your insight and I always end up learning something I didn't already know. And, uh, you, um, you say get give uh, our regards to everybody at the Tom Higgins ceremony today because uh, he is on our minds and uh, we appreciate you coming on and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, sounds good. All right, that's Nelson Crozier from Charlotte, North Carolina, where he is attending the memorial service. Uh, just a few things to wrap up here. The race tomorrow is um, at two thirty on NBCSN. That's from Michigan. Uh, the pole position went to Hamlin, and um, his teammate Kyle Busch is second. I think, actually, Jamie McMurray, uh, I'm not looking at it. it <laughs> I had it on my phone all pulled up, and I picked up the wrong phone this morning. But uh, Jamie McMurray, who uh, uh, he's talking, about, uh, Nelson's talking about might lose his ride, is, uh, I think he's third, but he's up there pretty high. So that's, that'll be the, um, tomorrow and today at uh, Mid-Ohio at 3 o'clock. <clears throat> my voice is cracking. At, uh, on NBCSN is the Rock and Roll Tequila 170, which um, is uh, going to be the race for Xfinity cars today. So we'll be looking for uh, Jeremy Clements, who had a, a pretty decent 14th last week. He did lead a lap. He led the 61st lap and... and He's good on the road courses, and he's got another one today at 3 o'clock. Uh, next week for the Cup cars and uh, the Xfinity cars is Bristol, which everybody, you know, the Bristol night race, this is the one they used to talk about that is not what it used to be since they ruined the track. So, uh, you know, it's it's still a, a race, and it's a, it's the one we've got to deal with, but it's, you, you'll see empty seats, not like when they used to have to uh, – die and somebody not renew their tickets to get in there it's just not what it used to be and i don't care what they say but um that's next weekend uh formula one still off for another week or two and the um indy cars are waiting until next week to run at pocono on abc i'm, I'm sorry on nbc with the uh, abc supply 500 which is always good to see the indy cars at pocono so um uh, we are going to do a two-hour show next week. Don't forget, we got Bill Elliott going to be our special guest. Gene will come up with somebody good from the local area. He ran a couple of names past me. And uh, Greg will be here. Ronnie and I are going to put together something during the week to play. And uh, we're going to sort of concentrate on Tiny Lun next week. So, uh, everybody, have a good week and keep it between the fences.
You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Listen to our programming anywhere on the web at Spartanburg Sports.